We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always, uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something, but these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of, uh, discomfort, uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a you know, she's has a high quality of life because of, uh, we take good care of her over here and these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know Pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these, Look at that. Uh, I love, you they can have these enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www. G-A-I-A provides P-R-O-V-I-D-E-S dot com. And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you wanna you, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So Gaia provides. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento... I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 262. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Michael Ira Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find me at the Friars Club, March 11th. Get your tickets now. The link for tickets is in this episode description of this podcast, turnersparks.com. I'm recording my new hour of comedy at the Friars Club. Kaplan will be there. Patreon subscribers will be there. We have a table for the Patreon subscribers and the listeners. Patreon, we got Will Prechuk, Dom Mills, Drew Freilich, Joe Ellis, 
My wife, yay, is going to be there. I think she's a Patreon subscriber. It's, and very, of course, it's a Kaplan. VIP table. Very important Patreons. That's it's table. a very it's a VIP table. Get your tickets now. They're um they're selling quickly. That's you and Kaplan. You can find Kaplan at the Friars Club, March 11th for my show. <laughs> I'll be signing and autographs on all <laughs> social media platforms as Cap in America. K-A-P, Cap in America. Kaplan on the podcast today. We're so excited. We're talking about Afghanistan. We have a, a guest, uh, Shafiq Gahari, who is in Afghanistan, and we will get to him in a minute. Um there's so much to talk about. What what is Afghanistan doing now? It, it left our news six months ago. This we had oh, it was one month of the evacuation, and everybody was so sad. And then, like Americans do, everyone moved on. Guess what? Afghanistan's still there. It's still an issue. We've heard it's not because it, it went away from the media completely. I thought we solved the problem. Everything was they lived happily ever after. And solved the problem. Able- I think we created the problem <laughs> in we, September. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll we didn't solve anything. I thought that's what we, did. we, uh, we just problems. left and mm. we're like, ah, someone else deal with it. So anyway, he is there now trying to deal with it. We will get to him in a minute. Uh, but Kaplan, the way to support this show is to come to March 11th to my album recording. But if you're not in New York, if you cannot make it, we do three to- uh, three times a week. We do a Patreon show called Live from the Bunker. It's me. It's you. It's our full throttle comedy podcast for $5 a month. You get that show for $10 a month. You get your own. We went to number one in Armenia. Number one, baby. We just talked to Shafiq off air and he said he wants one of these mugs. And we said, if we go to number one in Afghanistan, we will definitely be printing new merch. We're number one in Turkey right now. So that might be a. Thank you to our Turkish listeners. We are number one stand-up comedy podcast in Turkey. Pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. If you go to number one Afghanistan, anyway, currently we're number one in Armenia. We went to number one in Armenia. So we made mugs. We made shirts. We made hats. We made tote bags. You get a shirt or whatever you want just for $10 a month. Sign up for a $10 subscription. You get that. And for $20 a month, you get your own advertisement right here on this show. That's pretty good. We'll say whatever you want. You know, anything you want us to say, we'll say it. $20 a month. So, yeah, exactly. Whatever side of any political issue you're on, we'll take your side for $20 immediately on your side. Yes, we can, we be, can bought. be bought for $20. Um, Kaplan, now on to today's show. Yes. So what are we talking about we have Shafiq. He's in um, he's in Kabul. In Kabul. Yeah. What do you know about the situation, Kaplan, going on right now in Kabul? Well, obviously, uh, in all seriousness, I know we created a giant uh, clusterfuck back in August when we left. Um, yes. And I and I knew at the time, I think we all said it like it's going to be in the media for like a week or two in America. And then we're just going to it's going to like go away and we're going to stop. We called it. it back then. We said people will care for a couple of weeks and then Joe Biden will fall asleep at a press conference and everybody that'll be the news. And I went to research this episode. I went to my local Afghani restaurant, in Long Island City the other day, I had the great national dish of lamb and raisins and carrots. And there was a little jar that it said to support the children in Afghanistan. And I noticed there was like $2 in the jar. People have, people have stopped support. People have stopped paying attention, but um, not but yeah, after but today, not after today. We're going to, we're going to raise awareness. But I, so I do know that uh, there was money. Um, it was billions of dollars, I believe like $7 billion in reserves um, that we, um, that we just decided to I'm- just sort of take. The American government, the Joe Biden, uh, we have to <laughs> that we just basically uh, let's back we, up a little bit. Uh, if up. you don't mind, I'll jump in here. You're stumbling, yeah. uh, you're stumbling uh, a little bit. So I'm having some technical. Sorry. 
Okay, no problem. Yeah, it's it. From what I understand, Afghanistan since we left, and then foreign aid dried up, um, and now Joe Biden has there's a seven seven billion dollars in in Afghani reserves that are in the United States. Joe Biden's blocking a portion of that from going back. For uh, we can get into why later, but the point is that it seems to us, from what we can see, is that society is pretty much crumbling in Afghanistan. Seventy-five percent of the money of the foreign the country was supported by foreign aid. That seventy-five percent is not happening anymore. So their economy is now twenty-five percent of what it used to be, and it's trouble all over the place. But we have a man who's in in Kabul right now, who's from Afghanistan, who is the managing director of Moby Group. Which, if you've not heard of Moby Group, they are a um, they are a media company, uh, a media a conglomerate empire. in in Afghanistan, the number one media conglomerate in Afghanistan. Tolo they own TV. Tolo TV. Yeah. Uh, the way I met Sh- uh, Shafiq, our guest, is through um, trying to get someone out of Afghanistan six months ago, which we can get into as well. Shafiq Gahari, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing this, sir. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you. Thanks for being with us. How do we know from what we know, we're hearing that everything's crumbling over there and it's, it's, it's a, it's a mess and it's a disaster. How close to the reality is that? Uh, Let me first come back to your sentence uh, that we solved the problem. (laughs) We didn't solve the problem (laughs) or, uh, but uh, the international community, especially uh, uh, Americans, um, joined us in a, jo- uh, in a journey, in a bumpy journey from 2002 to 2001. And then we came all the way to 2021, 22, 21. And all of a sudden, they threw us back to 2001 and they left us. And we are back to 2001 now. I apologize on behalf of our entire country. It wasn't either of ours decisions over here. We didn't. Well, Kaplan thought we solved the problem, as he just said. So he's moved on. Yeah, that is what that's what I wanted to say about solving the problems. What do you have to say for yourself, Kaplan? No, I I apologize on behalf of the country. That's what we do here. We we interview people every week and we talk about countries we screwed up and we apologize for our country. So sorry, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna you, you make some calls. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened. But well, yeah. so you're right. We were there for you're twenty years. <laughs> Let's get into you. Um, I, I'm interested in this immediately. So Tolo TV, Moby Group is a, is a company that owns Tolo TV. Tolo TV is the number one TV network in Afghanistan. And from what I read, this network started in 2004. And you're, I assume you're the managing director of Moby Group, so I would assume you're also high up in, in Tolo TV. And it started in 2004, which if that lines up correctly, so the U.S.-backed government of Afghanistan has been in charge of the country the entire time Tolo TV has been running until six months ago. Is that correct? Okay, the Tolo TV is running, it's still running. Yes. Um, the Americans are not there, but... Tolo TV and the other, uh, our other stations, Tolo News, Lemar, and our radio stations, they are running, they are functioning. Um, and, uh, but you are right. Uh, the Moby Group started the activity in Afghanistan back in 2002 by uh, establishing the first private uh, radio in Afghanistan. And one year, two years later, Tolo 
uh, TV started uh, operation and became one of the most popular and um, uh, TV station in Afghanistan. Before 2001, uh, I believe TV wasn't even legal, right? It was illegal in Afghanistan before. For 2001, the picture was not allowed. Music was not not allowed. Music was not allowed. Um, Even taking picture was not allowed. And um, but now the situation in in these long term, that situation changed. And um, we had comedy shows, we had uh, music shows and we had. Uh, uh, soap operas and um, a very normal, um, high standard um, TV station. You had like a pop, uh, an American pop idol type of show, correct? Like, a, almost yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, we had. But we were also very proud about our comedy show. About your comedy show? Yeah. Yes. We so a, we had very good comedy shows. We had, we still have, luckily. Yeah. So you had one of the comedians who became a star on Tolo TV was our mutual friend, uh, CR Mateen, right? Yeah. And the way we met each other. So CR was a comedian in Afghanistan and was do had a comedy show called, uh, Shabaki. I'm trying to remember it. Shabaki Handa. Shabaki Handa. Right. And it was like a sketch comedy show almost as out in America. We would think of Chappelle show sketches and bits and stuff. And, wildly popular so in afghanistan just to put it into perspective it went from a country that it was illegal to take a picture and then all of a sudden they had television they had comedy they had drama they had um uh, pop idol competitions (laughs) how did that change the culture how did you all help to change the culture of afghanistan yeah, the, one of the goals for, for establishing this station, I, I must also say that I was not from the very beginning with Mobi Group. I joined Mobi Group in 2012, but uh, I accompanied the development of uh, Mobi Group from the uh, from the next uh, door because we were uh, in in the city and the owner of uh, the Mobi Group are very good friend of mine, and. Um, yeah, at that, at that time we we had uh, we took the risk to start to with uh, liberal shows and so on, and we had uh, there were people against it, there were conservative against it, but we had to push back, and um, and uh, we, we managed to do so. It was not an easy journey. Um, we 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 experienced setbacks, uh, but we didn't uh, stop and we continued. Uh, and I'm I'm more lucky now that uh, we are still um, on air. We, our screen is still um, providing pictures to the, to the Afghans inside Afghanistan, outside Afghanistan. Uh, our entertaining shows uh, change um, a lot, um, but uh, the fact that we are um, still functioning is a big success. And uh, and also that our uh, female uh, colleagues. Um, or on the screen, that's also uh, very good for us. Wow. So So, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, when you, in 2002, when Moby group started and then 2004, when total TV started, were women allowed to be on screen kind of immediately? Uh, No, no. uh, Okay. But we, uh, it was not forbidden uh, because after the fall of Taliban one uh, in 2001, 
um, that we started with with uh, our female colleagues. Uh, and there were also there were people who were against it, uh, but we managed. But there are also a lot of other people who were uh, supporting this uh, initiative, um, and we we managed to uh, convince also the others, in, um, and and uh, our supporters became uh, more strong and um, or stronger, and that's why that uh, we uh, we brought this change um, in the country, and um, it was. Um, well received. Amazing. And then um, comedy started and our uh, uh, Shibaki Kanda, uh, Ciara Mateen's show was even going so far from what I've read as to doing, it was a political, they would do political comedy. So making fun of different groups and different political organizations. And even I, from what I remember, the Taliban, correct? No. Oh, no. <laughs> they, no. They never did that. <laughs> no, but we, uh, we didn't, um, uh, we didn't uh, produce shows, comedy shows about religious, about parties, about political groups, about in individuals. Um, and uh, uh, to be honest, we, we, we had to be also careful how to deal with the situation. And um, uh, we started, the, the, I think the, the key to success was that uh, these comedy shows started with teasing our colleagues or our uh, good friends um, so that the people could see it, that they could, uh, that's not something serious. It is just um, uh, uh, a comedy. And, uh, um, and the people started to learn about it and they become more open for it. At the end, we had committee shows about the president, about the vice president, about powerful uh, cabinet members, but they were also, they accepted these and um, the people uh, were also very happy about it. So they had no uh, tradition of comedy we, before that. We, but yeah. we, we have, uh, yeah, Afghanistan had committee before that. It is, um, it is we, we didn't just start these, we didn't invade these. And, uh, but um, during these all these uh, war in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, terror and so on, people became more afraid, and uh, and we started we we took the step we took a step by step approach and um, uh, and pushed the barriers um, very carefully. That's amazing. And it's it's real. Like so in in the United States, we do comedy and you're allowed to do anything you want and say anything you want, mostly because people before us have paved the way like Lenny Bruce in the 1950s, 60s was getting arrested. He's an old American comedian. He was getting arrested for telling jokes, <clears throat> but he just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And now today, because of him and other people like him, we can do whatever we want. But and then people, American comedians still think they're being dangerous by saying this or doing that. But truthfully, there's no danger. You can't go to jail right. in America. We're First Amendment here. Yeah, yeah. you can't. <laughs> no one's going to come attack you or anything for a joke. But what you all were doing was real risky. And yeah, it was. Did you That's all? That's why I said, 
Yep. Uh, that's what I said that we um, we had to be careful um, uh, because we uh, Afghanistan is a conservative society, and um, in these societies you have to uh, respect certain rules, right. uh, especially the culture and so on. Um, and you, you you can't start all of a sudden to. Um, to make comedy about uh, very uh, well-respected personalities. Um, uh, we, it was not easy, but at the end of the day, people like it. And um, our comedians, even um, um, when the Taliban uh, took the power uh, 15th of August, uh, one of our comedians were on, on the way to Mazar-e-Sharif for uh, to be evacuated from there. And on the road to there, he, they, they were stopped by uh, Taliban soldiers. And uh, many of them asked him to have a selfie with him. They, they were, they asked a, him to do some, some jokes. Uh, oh. Yeah, that, uh, that's <laughs> the true, Taliban even, has become into selfies. They've really jumped the shark. <laughs> this isn't yeah, your grandmother's Taliban. Yeah, they used to Taliban. not allow pictures. Now they're taking selfies with celebrities. I mean, no, posting no, an Instagram that, that, story. <laughs> yeah, you 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 can uh, search in um, uh, social media. Um, Taliban are using um, uh, all the social media platforms. Um, there is also change. In, uh, in the mindset of uh, these young people who spend also most of their lives uh, uh, in France and in uh, and, and rural areas of Afghanistan. I just wanted to give you an example that after these 20 years, we, were, we came to the point that even Taliban soldiers treated our comedians respectfully and they wanted to have pictures with them. That's amazing. Um, I mean, which is good. I guess that is good. Yeah. That that something that you all did. I mean, I'm sure the media helped push that. But I did read there was a comedian you might know this person who was killed by the Taliban. When or was he a singer or a comedian around that September it was, time? It was a comedian who got killed just a few weeks before the uh, fall of uh, around um, end of uh, July 2001. It was a sad news. And um, we don't know the background about it, but the, only the fact that he got killed was very sad. Mm. And but that was also, on one side, we have this sad reality about the loss of these amazing comedian in, in Kandahar. But on the other side, we have also the news that uh, some of the comedians, people, want, uh, even Taliban soldiers, wanted to have a picture with them. Wow. That, 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 that are two totally different realities on the ground when what is sad a very sad one and the other a very not funny one but normal one yeah <laughs> i think but this brings up a good point um i think so i spent myself and um donnie the owner of a, a comedy club stand up new york in new york city he and i worked with you and with some other people for a few months trying to help cr and his family the the afghan comedian get out of afghanistan um we ended up not being he did get out it wasn't because of us our our we tried and failed and tried and failed a bunch a bunch of different things but he did get out and he got with his family which is great but we learned through that process donnie and i did that this idea that the taliban at least at that time was one block of people was kind of wrong it seemed like it was 
if you met this person, they would want to take a selfie with you in the Taliban. And if you met this other guy in the Taliban, he would want to kill you. And it seemed not as um, cohesive as they were presenting it to us in the West. It seemed more um, ad hoc, I guess, at that time. I don't know if that's an experience. I know you were in um, Uzbekistan during this entire time. Is that right? No, I was in Europe. I was in Netherlands, fifteenth oh. uh, of August. Oh, I wished were... I was. I were in Kabul. You were in. You were in Europe. <laughs> I, I was in Europe. Yeah. Ah, okay. You... So when we were talking. You were in Europe that whole time. For some reason, I thought Uzbekistan. Yeah, yeah. We uh, that was a very unhappy um, and a very tough time for, especially for me and some of my colleagues who were outside Afghanistan because. We had to help our co- colleagues uh, on the ground. And um, we had, uh, from the very beginning, we made, we set us two priorities. One, we should help our colleagues who want to leave the country as, as far as we can. And on the si- other side, we wanted to not let our uh, uh, screens uh, to be shut down, to become, to become, to become dark. And um, it was too, uh, two priorities which were contradicting each, each yeah, other. No, it's... Um, and, uh, and I am happy that we, um, to some certain extent, uh, we achieved both uh, goals. For, uh, on, the, on the second one, to not let uh, our screens uh, to, be, to become dark, we, uh, we reached the goal, and, uh, but, on the, well, but we, did, we, could, we didn't manage to help all our colleagues who wanted to, to, to get out. It was also not possible. Um, it was, um, I, I wished uh, the transition would have happened differently, but um, after our former president left the country, the chaos started and everybody were uh, scared uh, because um, uh, the majority of young Afghans, they, they, overwhelming majority of uh, young Afghans, they, they, they haven't seen the Taliban at all. They just heard about the Taliban from, nine, Taliban from 1996, 1996 until 2001. Um, they had very uh, scary stories uh, uh, in, in mind, um, these, these young people. And that is what, why everybody wanted to leave the country because everybody was scared. And um, that is why what happened in uh, these bad, very um, sad uh, pictures um, of falling, uh, of uh, young Afghans falling from the um, airplanes um, or um, trying to uh, to catch the airplane and to leave. It was not, um, and I was outside Afghanistan and I had, I, I, I watched these pictures uh, from the distance, uh, and I suffered. I, I really suffered, um, uh, especially in the first three to four weeks uh, after the fall of uh, Kabul. How many um, people did you help to get out of Afghanistan? About how many? I, I, I don't want to say I helped to get them out of Afghanistan because many people were involved. But uh, from our uh, uh, team, uh, um, around 125, 29 people left uh, the country. And they were uh, creme de la creme from our country. They were the most 
um, famous, the most courageous, the most um, uh, the, the most talented uh, journalists, uh, camera people, uh, anchors, uh, presenters. Um, they are they left Afghanistan, and um, it uh, and that is also one of the um, biggest loss of the of the country that um, uh, ten thousand or under thousand of highly educated pe- people left Afghanistan in this brain drain. Uh, yeah. Afghanistan will suffer under it for the next 20 years, um, when, which is um, very unfortunate. Yeah. And 100,000 people left? Is that what you said? Sorry? You said 100,000 people left the country? Is it? No. Yeah, but we don't have the exact number, oh, okay. but around one hundred thousand. So, oh, well, Kevin, he said he helped. Plus. He his company helped a hundred. I know, I know, but I meant twenty-five employees who got. No, it. I just meant total. That's interesting. I didn't realize. Yeah, that Tulo, from yeah. Tulo, uh, from Tulo, one hundred uh, around right. one hundred between one hundred thirty, one hundred twenty wow. people uh, so left the to, country. Yeah. Did you guys have to rehire like all those people? Have you been able to fill the? We we recruited new people. Yeah. Uh, for example, in our uh, news channel, almost uh, everyone left, and uh, we had to recruit new people. And we were very uh, surprised when we announced uh, in our um, uh, we did an internal announcement among our friends um, that we want people who want, uh, for our news. And the next day. Uh, a lot of people showed up. They wanted to work with us, um, and we recruited some of them. They are new. They are you. They, you we. Uh, they are doing. A, they are eager to learn, and they are um, very courageous. Um, uh, uh, but it would be very difficult to um, uh, for every uh, company for. Uh, when they when they lose all the best within 24 hours within one week and then to um, uh, try to deliver the same quality it's not possible we uh, our quality suffered a lot sure i mean and so you were in europe when the september 15th evacuation happened at some point, I guess you decided I need to go back to Afghanistan and put my company back together. When you, when did you arrive back in Afghanistan? And when you arrived, what did it look like to you? What did Kabul look like compared to? Yeah, before? first of all, um, I, re- uh, I I wished I were in Kabul when this all happened uh, because I maybe I could uh, help more um, uh, my. Um, colleagues, uh, but uh, when uh, after the fall, I, uh, fall of Kabul, for me was it's clear that I'm going back. Um, I left Afghanistan once uh, in uh, 1980s after the Russian invasion, um, and um, at that time I didn't know if I, I I'm going to be back. And then I came back to Afghanistan, and this time I didn't want to spend another. I don't have the time to spend another 10 years, 20 years outside of Afghanistan. That's why I wanted to come back in Kabul. I knew that when I'm back in Kabul, Kabul is not the same city as it was before, um, before I left. Uh, and it, uh, it was true. Uh, Kabul is uh, 
is not the same city. Um, I give you one example, um, uh, which make me very sad, um, um, is that um, almost all my good friends are not more here. Mm. Uh, when I'm uh, when I'm in living room in uh, my guest house, and uh, I wanted to, I will, I go through the, uh, the my contact list, and. Um, uh, I I can already find people who are still there. I I can call and I can I hang out uh, with. make an appointment <laughs> and hang out uh, with. It. Um, that that is one of the issues which is not the same. But at the same time, there, there are positive aspects. Uh, but uh, um, uh, for example, there's no fighting. There is uh, uh, in the city. We uh, we don't have. Um, at the very beginning, there were some attacks, um, some um, uh, suicide attacks. Uh, but now, for the last one and a half, two months, it is um, it is calm, and um, uh, people can travel um, around uh, the country. Uh, that is a positive aspect. But there are also a lot of negative aspects. For, for example, especially in regards to women women rights. Uh, um, girls' school are closed. Um, women are not allowed to work in public um, um, and, um, institutions uh, in, in government. Um, uh, hundred thousands of uh, young uh, qualified Afghans lost their job. The, 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 um, uh, we, uh, the, our economy collapsed. Um, People are saying that it will collapse, but it has already collapsed. And uh, um, the level of uh, um, poverty is skyrocketing. Um, you see a lot of beggars on the road in the streets. Uh, people are waiting to get some food from international organizations and so on. Um, these are uh, negative aspects of the city um, now in uh, 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 in February, 2022. Yeah. Well, yeah, we read that 5% of the workforce has lost their job since August. And yeah, 5%, like 5% more, more I would say more, 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 more even more, much yeah. more. Uh, yeah. Much I, the economists, they give um, me phony numbers. <laughs> yeah. I, it is, uh, I think uh, 70%, uh, every, every private sector, um, uh, every business um, or almost all business lost more than 70% of their business. Yeah. And people aren't getting paid, right? Because there's no money to pay people with, even if people have jobs, that's an issue as well. Yeah. Uh, people can't, don't have access, uh, uh, have limited access to their accounts. Um, uh, government is not in a position to uh, to make the payments for government employees regularly. Uh, some people haven't got their uh, salaries for the last five months. Um, even in even private sector, um, in media, I give you an example from media uh, that um, uh, say over sixty percent of media shut down their operation uh, over. Um, and uh, over eighty percent of female staff of media lost their job, um, and um, more than uh, three hundred forty media outlets uh, are shut down. Uh, that is the sixty percent, um, and um, that, that is awful. 
Yeah. So the private media, I want to get into how you all stayed on the air, what you guys had to do and how we rebuild the country and also your personal story. But before that, we do have to take a break um, for an ad. Pay the bills, Kaplan. So we are part bills. of the world's smartest podcast network. That is uh, Dr. Andrea Jones Roy. She is host of the Majoring in Everything podcast. She also, if you're in New York City on March 1st, which I believe is today, if this pod's coming out, March 1st, go see her at Caveat. She has her big uh, one person show she's doing there. Caveat in New York City. You can get tickets to that. Also uh, on the network is uh, Andrew Heaton, the host of the Political Orphanage podcast. I think he has four podcasts now. But yeah. the only four one podcasts. we allow on the network is the Political <laughs> Orphanage podcast. And uh, please support both of them. Of course, we are the world's uh, we are uh, lost in America. And now, Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. All right. We're Thank back. You sponsors. Thank you so much. Um, so, Shafiq, you said that 60 percent of the uh, um, the the media companies were shut down. And over that's over 340. So it sounds like media was is pretty big there or was pretty big there. How did you all manage to stay on the air? Was it some type of negotiating or meetings with the Taliban government or some you had to I, I would assume you had to work it out somehow to get it done? OK, we. Um, uh, at the beginning of the three, four months before the fall of Kabul, uh, we we worked on uh, on plans how to um, deal with the situation if um, uh, fighting will uh, become worse and if the Taliban will come to Afghanistan. When we worked for uh, different scenarios, and one of the uh, the scenarios was also to that um, uh, the, there will be a, a peaceful uh, endeavor of power, um, and. Um, but, but we were thinking that uh, most probably the, a change will come uh, no, uh, 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 around October. Uh, but it came earlier. Uh, what the president earlier. left. And we, <laughs> president left. President uh, left. Um, and and we, uh, we, were, we, we got surprised. Um, we... We from the very, very beginning we 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 knew that we will be facing a lot of challenge in regards to our entertainment shows, um, music, soap operas, comedies, and so on. And but uh, less on the um, we expected or we hoped that we will not face a lot of problems or resistance uh, from uh, in regards to our news uh, coverage. And that is why we said, okay, for the first three, four days, we stop our um, entertainment shows uh, and we go only in all our TV channels, we broadcast news. Um, and that is how we started. And when the Taliban came to our office the first night, uh, or the second night, they came to our office and they we expected something very bad, um, but they came and said, if we have weapons um, for our security, we said, yes, we have. And then they said, okay, it's uh, our own or it is from, from the government. Some of them were from the government. And then they said, okay, give us the, the, the ones which belongs to the government. 
you can take you can keep the ones that uh, that belongs to you and uh, make and they and we will come later uh, to talk about this and um, and they 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 um, offered their support in in terms of security to us but refused to accept um, their support we said no that we are an independent media outlet we will uh, um, uh, we will take care about our security ourselves um, and we don't need them to be inside our compound and they left and that was for us a signal that we can work um, and um, uh, and our journalists were the next day or were on the streets covering the uh, um, the news from the from the city uh, it was a tough time it was it, they were need for a lot of courage in to take risk um and where we are now they do, um i i don't want to say uh, we have we uh, we started slowly with our entertainment show um uh, not to provoke um and also not to put our news uh, at risk um we um, we uh, uh, gradually we started uh, with uh, a bit of music um a bit of uh, comedy uh, mm-hmm. and then also some we 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 had to find um new uh, film, movies and new new series um uh, and that it's, it's and we managed to to bring something um uh, it is uh, now it's also for us it is that um, uh, we it's not easy um uh, to find pro- appropriate or acceptable uh, entertaining shows um we have to be, be become more creative and we have to take new initiatives and then see how it, if it is works or if not um but on 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 that uh, on that um, new side we are happy that uh, to certain extents i'm i'm uh, uh, trying to choose the right for certain ex- extents we can um broadcast um uh, we can broadcast uh, about the situation of um, sure. afghanistan so is it that's amazing that I, i'm so the, there was no formal meeting with the, the taliban government yes. it was just they came they looked around <laughs> they scheduled a meeting with your assistant <laughs> and they said okay we'll come back to get the rest of the guns and then that and then you just went i, All right, I guess meeting- that means we can work yeah, we still have some guns. I guess we're okay. Yeah, um, we, later we had the official uh, okay. uh, meetings. Um, Are there official and, rules um, of things you can't say? The problem is that even the Taliban, they don't have um, ready-made uh, rules and regulations yep. for uh, for media. Okay. And, and we have to talk to them and uh, is, and to find out what, what in, in regards to entertainment, we 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 told them that in regards to entertainment, we want to talk to them and uh, to find the right way how best we can entertain the people because the people they need entertainment. Uh, we were from to be uh, for me 
uh, as one who, who, who experienced the Taliban back in 1996 and uh, until 2001, were, for me was a big surprise that the Taliban allowed uh, um, the TV, TVs or the TV channels to operate uh, because that was not the case 20 years, 25, 23 years ago. Um, and then the next um, uh, positive signal was also that we, we were allowed to have our female staff on the screen, which, is, which was also uh, good. But on the other side, um, it is very sad that we are not uh, allowed, uh, that we can't broadcast music, uh, yeah. pop music, uh, and so on. Are the female uh, that, staff? That is the, the, the other aspect of it. So they um, said um, they um, said yes to but the we females. Are, we, we have to deal with this situation. Sure. Uh, with uh, with the hope that by uh, that a more positive change will come in in the future. So are these Taliban uh, officials? You said it's such a different from the '90s to today. I can't it's hear a, you. It, can you hear me, or you cannot? Somehow it's stuck. Oh. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, hi. You were frozen uh, earlier, but then... Kaplan, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay. Can you yeah, hear think, me? Or? I think the connections... Uh, I lost you. Oh. We can hear you. Can you hear me? We yes. can hear you, yes. Yeah, we can hear you. No problem. But I can't hear you. Now I can Now can? I can hear you. Oh. Now we're good? Okay, good. Um, the, uh, so I'll go. I have a question here. So... You said that the, the, the Taliban acts so much differently, at least in terms of media and everything, from the 90s to the new Taliban, Taliban 1 versus Taliban 2, if we want to call them that. 2.0. Um, are these the same, literally the same people, but older? Or is this totally different group of people, the Taliban now? Okay, I, I don't know, but I, I think that as I mentioned before, that um, Taliban are also reliant on, uh, on uh, communication technology. Yes. Uh, they have their Twitter account. They have their yes. Facebook account. They, have, um, um, they are there. In the last uh, 20 years uh, during the war, they, they used us very efficiently for their mm -hmm. propagandas. And they know that without these, they, they can't uh, run the country, they can't reach the people. Um, th that is why that, 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 uh, that there is a change, because they can um, use us also for their own uh, goals. Um, I, it, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Taliban one, Taliban two. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to to, uh, to speak about the realities on the ground. Um, there are also, there are a lot of harmful things happening in the, in, in the country. And uh, the people are still afraid uh, with also with um, uh, and what I also understand why, why they are afraid, uh, afraid because um, there are restrictions of, of movement of People, they, I, uh, we do not have now the freedom of speech as we had in the past. 
Um, but I hope very much that uh, by passage of time, it will come um, um, and uh, that's what we, we are challenged. Uh, I see, uh, and we have to work for it and we have to fight for it. Um, otherwise it will not come for, from itself. Um, we have to, uh, we have to talk to these people and we have to kind of try, we need to, con we have to convince why we, sh we need, uh, why we should be able to entertain people uh, and a way not to damage that, our cultural values, our national interests, but it should be done. Um, it is a, it is not easy. Sure. Um, because um, we should also understand that Taliban, they, they spend more than 21, 20 years in the mountains, uh, in the villages, um, uh, in, and they were in war in the, they, without any education without any proper um, um, uh, um, uh, proper life. Um, um, and, they, and that's why they, they are now, they are coming in big cities. They're returning to the, the cities after, the, yeah. Yeah, big, big, in, the, in the Afga Kabul or Afghanistan uh, at, uh, of 20, 2021, 2022 is not the same Afghanistan uh, of 1996 when Taliban came to power. At that time, Afghanistan was uh, a very insecure country. It was damaged. It was very poor. No uh, communication facilities, no um, uh, health services, no education services, um, a, a, a collapse government and also uh, there was also war but now the taliban are coming to the in 2022 taliban came to afghanistan where there are two, more than 22 million of the population have access to internet mm. to mobile phone right they had no internet and, um, yeah. we have universities we have uh, uh, hospitals we have schools um, and, um, and people want to have these services. Uh, in Taliban, as a government, they are challenged to deliver. Um, I hope they understand that it's not easy, and this can't be done without qualified people. This can't be achieved without uh, um, cooperation with the international community. Um, and I hope that it will work, and uh, the situation will not become worse. Well, it's a simple matter of them being realistic, I guess, that you can't, you know, take the genie out of the, like people have had access to all these things they didn't have before, like television, and they're going to need something. They, they, you can't just go back to turning it completely off. So they have to be, so you're feeling like they're being like reasonable. Like we have to have news. We have to have, are they, they're, they're amenable to comedy shows. You mentioned you, you brought back comedy. Like the, I can't imagine the Taliban like to laugh much, but are they, they're okay with you guys. They're okay with you guys broadcasting comedy net shows are just a little different perhaps or. Uh, let me tell you something. I, when I was in uh, Germany after the fall of Kabul, I saw pictures in social media of Taliban playing in kids' playgrounds, um, uh, jumping uh, and, uh, and all these uh, games that kids have. If you, and they were so happy. 
Um, uh, 20 years, 18 years, uh, um, uh, years, young people uh, uh, in a kids' playground. Wow! Enjoying, enjoying. I never, enjoying I never their seen time. one, right? They, yeah. uh, like, a lot of people uh, they laughed about it, but for me, these pictures was showed me that they, these they have lost their uh, childhood. Hmm. They have never had the possibility to do so. Um, I'm saying this because you say Taliban are not laughing. No, Taliban are laughing. Oh, um, so they... they are a human being, and yes. uh, and for us, uh, uh, what is we, we do not have another uh, alternative as to to be positive for a for a positive change and work for it. Um, it is not easy, um, but. Nothing is easy in Afghanistan. Nothing has been easy in Afghanistan for more than 40 years, 42 so, years. What about you personally? Um, are you are you from Kabul? Did you grow up in Kabul or where did you grow up? I spent my child, childhood until fourth degree, grade, grade in uh, northern Afghanistan, in northern Kabul, in a province called Parvan in a valley. I was today there. I visited my village after a long time. Wow! Wow! <laughs> um, and I was so happy. Uh, and then we came to to Kabul, and uh, I grew up in Kabul. Um, and um, and I left Afghanistan when I was uh, seventeen um, after Russian invasion in Afghanistan. Okay. And I was in. I spent. I was. I went to Germany. I studied and. Um, and, but I, I was all the time in contact with Afghanistan. So you went to university in Germany? Yeah. Okay. And so you left in the, yeah, during the first, the, the Afghan, um, I mean, the <laughs> Russian invasion. And then how, when did you move back? I guess 2012, is that when you came back to Kabul to work for Moby Group? No, no, no. I came okay. back uh, to Afghanistan. One time, uh, shortly uh, in the uh, middle of uh, 1984, I spent some time with Mujahideen in Afghanistan. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, Old school. But I, I understand at that time that yeah. it was a wrong decision. And I went back to Germany and resumed <laughs> my uh, study. And when I, fished, uh, when I made my master's degree, I uh, got the chance uh, to work in Afghanistan as short-term expert. Um, uh, and, uh, and that started that I came back and, uh, uh, I, w I, w I spent a lot of time. I worked more than 16 years for, uh, the German, um, uh, uh, government out, uh, development, uh, agency, which is called, uh, German agency for international cooperation. Um, I worked, uh, with them, uh, from Pakistan in Pakistan for Afghanistan, and in 2020, 2003, after the fall of Taliban, I came back to Afghanistan and I stayed here. And my family was also with me at that time. And is your, um, I mean, it's an amazing story you have. And is your family now, did they come back with, so then 2003 until, like, when did you leave? Because I know when it happened, in September, you were in, you were in Europe. When I, did you leave for Europe? Um, I, I left uh, Kabul uh, on, I think uh, it was 10th of uh, August, uh, oh. 9th of, uh, 8th of August, 2000, 
21, just one week prior to the fall of Kabul. Um, and I, I joined because I, uh, we spent our summer uh, vacation in Europe with family, and that's why I wanted to join my family. Uh, my Two of my daughters would, uh, were with me in Kabul, and we uh, all three went and jo- joined the rest of family. Okay, so are they I in Europe? Back, I came back. I came back then in uh, November. Ah. Wow! Uh, so you were uh, not gone too long. Only a, only two months, months, but yeah, a lot yeah because the, the, because <laughs> there months. were no flight to come back. Um, sure. nope, nobody's I, flying I, into I, the country at this point. It was uh, everyone was uh, trying to leave. I, yeah. yeah, no. That, now it's uh, they are flights, but uh, from fifteenth of August until. Uh, First of tenth uh, of October, there were no flights. And what do you see? How long do you think you'll stay this time? Um, I'm planning to stay until our uh, new year, which is uh, start of spring, twenty first of March, and maybe may longer. Maybe uh, but I leave. I will leave a bit earlier to put the company depends back on, together. Uh, how my yeah? It depends on how we works will. Uh, Go on. My gosh. And what do you see as the, I mean, I know this is a difficult question, but what might be a solution? I know we've talked, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on air yet, but the there's $7 billion in you in Afghan reserves that are in the United States. In banks here, I guess. Or- in banks in the United States and Biden has decided to split those in half and give half of them back to Afghanistan and take half of them to give to the victims of the 9-11 families. Yeah. Which is Um, very strange. (laughs) What it's hard to say. I mean, yeah, I I think the U I think those people are suing. I I don't want to get the story wrong. I think those people are suing the U S government or something, or they're owed some money from the U S government. So he's taking this Afghan money. I think they sued the Afghanistan government, right? Oh, do they sue the Afghanistan government? Okay. And so he's taking this money to pay them. What, um, from what I read, it's, it's with 75% of the economy existing previously on foreign aid, how does the economy put itself back together without that aid? Okay, first of all, um, Biden's made a lot of wrong decisions in, uh, in regards to Afghanistan. Yeah, and um, uh, and I think Biden was one of those who were against um, um, U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan back in time when, when he was a senator. Hmm. Um, we uh, Afghans understand that the U.S. soldiers shouldn't, be, shouldn't stay here forever. But Afghans and every, all the uh, U.S. allies expected from the from U.S. government that they will make a proper uh, um, withdrawal uh, and not leaving um, the country. I, I I see the, uh, uh, the decision of Biden to leave the country within, to set a timetable on 1st of uh, September, um, an affront to the life of more than 3,000 US soldiers who lost their life in Afghanistan. Mm. Yeah. Because th- these people, they came to Afghanistan to fight against terror and also to, to help the people uh, but they they left 
and all the achievements from the last 20 years are lost or gone. And um, coming back to your question, in, is the session in regards to our national reserve, that is not the money which should be spent for aid money. That is a money which stabilize our currency. Without having this money, our, uh, the, our, our currency will, uh, will not, can't exist any longer. And uh, why, why have our US is deciding how this money should be spent? And um, Afghans, uh, Afghans were not involved in uh, a 9-11 attack. None of the Afghans were there. Yeah, Osama, bin Laden, Osama bin Laden was killed in, in Pakistan. It's, it's more than, uh, I think the majority of attackers were from another country, from Saudi Arabia. Mm. Why Afghans should suffer for that? Yeah. I should not. I mean, I, the only thing it's I mean, like, uh, strange. It, it is also it is also funny for me to uh, to learn that one of the counselors of uh, President Biden, uh, who who counseled in Afghanistan issues, is now leading the law firms which is suing the mm. American government to get the money for the uh, for the people who lost their. Loved ones in uh, so in, they are suing uh, the US. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, but the politicians from White House is now doing who was the, uh, the advising the president of uh, uh, United States is now now the head of these uh, law firms. Yeah. That is for me is a conflict of interest because he has a lot of internal information about the situation, and it's and, not fair. And it's sure, I mean the only thing to add, and I think it's important to note, is that. Uh, the Taliban, the people of Afghanistan, of course, did nothing wrong. I think the 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 Taliban was kind of harboring Osama bin Laden, and right, I, of course, if the, and that's probably the connection. Um, the big aid question is that if this happens, this comes up with Cuba, with a lot of countries historically. But if we give aid, people are worried if we give aid. Or, I mean, this isn't even aid. This is Afghanistan's money. So this is a different conversation. But switching to aid quickly, if we give aid to Afghanistan, how do we know it's not just going to be taken by the Taliban and not used for the people? I think that's a big U concern. Mm. U.S. government started the peace negotiation with Taliban three years ago, uh, sidelining, the, ignoring the Afghanistan government. Yeah, they 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 yes. they started in they uh, and they accepted all the their uh, their um, uh, what we say their requests, um, and, uh, and and that is why that the and the government of Taliban is not recognized by anyone. Afghanistan mm. doesn't have a government. Uh, 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 taking the money from the from the that is, the money is, doesn't belong to Taliban. It doesn't. It didn't belong to President Ghani. That is the money of Afghans, and Afghans were not uh, involved in 9/11 at all. Yes. For your listeners, people uh, they, they uh, has forgotten. Osama bin Laden was supported in the very beginning by the by the uh, U.S. government. When he came to when he came to Pakistan to help the the the, the fight against the Russian, he was supported by uh, by by US in and the nineteen eighties. Yeah, in the nineteen in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and private donors. 
<laughs> and, uh, and that is why the people of Afghanistan are so disappointed um, about this decision and um, about many things, but especially about uh, the decision to take over, to freeze the money of uh, Afghan, not to freeze, but to allocate part of 50% of the money for aid and 50% should be uh, kept uh, until the, uh, the uh, uh, courts of America decides about the, um, about the, uh, and, his money. The and it's three and a half billion, yeah, three and a half billion dollars to go to the victim. It just seems like it's such a strange, like it could ten percent of the money maybe, but half the money. We're talking about three and a half billion dollars. So yeah, I yeah. I don't know how. I mean, like I I don't know enough, <laughs> yeah. basically, to know how this is getting decided. Getting but if, it, if it. it's Afghanistan people's money. Um, what would be Shafiq? What would be the best way to get this money directly to the people? As you said, it's the people's money. It's not the Taliban's. It's not the former governments. It's the people's money. Because from it, how how is money coming in and out of the country right now? And I no, realize we're this, going a little long here. So if you this have- money, this money should be kept in and uh, um, uh, uh, until the Taliban will come with a, with a proper uh, government. The, at the moment, Taliban announced a transitional government. They do not have a, a, a government in place. And uh, they are in discussion, they are negotiations uh, are going on with, with the international community, as well with also some uh, Afghans, um, how the future government should look like. And as, as, as soon as government is in place, which get recognized for the international community, then this money should be, should be given to the Central Bank of Afghanistan. In, um, because the Central Bank of Afghanistan is an independent institution, like the, like the Treasury of, uh, of US and like the Central Bank of Europe. Um, they should then decide how this money should should be used. This money is uh, the, a guarantee for the uh, future generation of, of Afghanistan. It is not even for us. Yeah, that makes sense. Up, I mean, yeah. using it as a carrot, holding on to it until what would a what would a um, a proper government look like in Afghanistan? Would this be free election? Are you thinking free elections and parties and all that kind of thing, or what do you have in mind? Okay, I I would love to see the uh, free election in Afghanistan, um, uh, and that uh, power should come from the people. The, the, the every single vote should be counted. Um, uh, but but uh, uh, that that is I, that is what I wish for Afghanistan, and I would um, if I could uh, uh, contribute to uh, to such uh, a goal, I would do it. Uh, but I know that it is very difficult. It would be very difficult. At the moment, I think it would be the best if uh, a government will uh, come to power, which will represent all the um, uh, societies, all the ethnies of Afghanistan, and um, a, a, a very uh, highly qualified um, um, cabinet should be in place. And then there are also other uh, should other institutions who should then uh, oversight the, the cabinet and so on should uh, should be in place. But it is it will be it is a long way to go until we have a elected government. It will not come from in the next in the near future. 
I'm afraid. Yeah. And how about the... I know we hear a lot about how the people are living right now, and it's a lot of poverty, and it's desperation, and it's difficult times. How are the... Um, I, I know the, the how are the Taliban kind of living? Are they is it also tough, difficult times for them as well? Or do they have a reserve of money that they're living off of and more uh I guess like are they living a better life than the average person? Uh, um I know um okay, I'm not very much engaged in uh, in touch with the Taliban, but but I'm hearing from uh, uh colleagues from friends. Um, that uh, um, Taliban, the, that they, ha- they have also, uh, uh, they have been also fighting with economy pro- economic pro- problems. They haven't paid for months. I met one of the, their commanders um, a few days ago who said that he, he, he was happy to distribute 300 Afghani, which is two and a half dollars, to his soldiers to buy a shampoo or to buy a soap. Um, yeah. In the last in the last months, that means that they also they have also problems. But ta- Taliban are used to these tough conditions. They're used to the mountains. Um, uh, they, they are they spend time in mountains. They uh, they 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 were they are they are not used to luxury life. Uh, but a lot of Afghans, not only Taliban, the overwhelming majority of Afghans are poor. They were poor also before the fall of Kabul. Um, the people they the the, the, the poverty rate of Afghanistan was very high even before the fall of Kabul, uh, but it became worse now. And so, yeah, so this idea of um, one, like just general political theory, let's take Cuba, for example, as well. If we stop, if we cut them off with sanctions, eventually their government will fall because they don't have any money left. And we've been trying that with Cuba since 1959 and it hasn't happened. Their government hasn't fallen yet. So I'm just curious as to how that, if you can relate that at all to Afghanistan, but it sounds like the Taliban is used to living on in poverty. So it's, they're not going to fall apart anytime soon for money. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to answer that. I know I don't want to put you in a tough spot. I mean, for that. Just no, uh, no, no. It is uh, that. That's the the question is not fall or continue and so on. The, the question is how best can we um, achieve uh, our a government in Afghanistan which is acceptable to the people of Afghanistan? Yes. Um, why a government where women women rights is respected, women can work. Mm-hmm. How they are dressed it is not an, a question. The question is how they, sh- they have to go to to school because the school school Islam hasn't forbidden women to study to to get educated. Yeah, um, they they did not uh, um, for forbidden the pe- uh, women to work in, uh, outside uh, their houses. That are the question that we should achieve at the moment. And not big picture of, of politics because that would take a long, a, a very long time. Need to get the basics. We, we negotiate with the Taliban, so for us to to say, well, we don't want them in charge after we just basically left them in charge. 
Is well, a, there's we, the U.S. government, yeah, and then there's not just me, you, and you. I, I don't mean you, you and I. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> I thought you two. You two. We worked at a deal for a podcast <laughs> on a network there. Yeah. The official I, podcast I, of the I Taliban. You have a comedy show, and I think uh, talking to me was not funny at all. And I'm sorry for that because no, I have to. I I'm talking about serious stuff, and uh, you are also ask, uh, you, asking asking. Issues which is not uh, funny for your listeners. It doesn't have um, to be funny. But our show our listeners need to learn. They get the way they get their funny is on live from the bunker. That's yeah. that costs five dollars a month for laughs to get funny. <laughs> this is where they get information. This is where we learn about the world and they they jump in with us and everyone yeah. loves it because we get stories from people like you, which are actually living the story as opposed to, you know, whatever's on TV. You so should, you should put us on there on the Tolo TV. Perhaps we have no women on the show. So the Caliban we will, will okay move to Afghanistan <laughs> to have our own television show. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying yeah, for years to have a TV show. actually from a bunker, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, uh, but, that, it, but the issue, the biggest issue is how so because they don't have money right in in the Afghan, like the banks are very low on money, right? They can't even give money to the NGOs. Because there's so little money in the banks, is what we were reading. So how would our how would people even go about helping? Like, where oh, what yeah. can we? Because like, do we just is there place is there somewhere we can donate or what can we do to actually help the situation or that would actually get money I, through? You know. Uh, okay, the uh, aid money is now distribu- distributed distributed. Food stuff are distributed by uh, uh, UN organizations. And um, there are other uh, uh, non-governmental organizations who are helping the people. Um, uh, and But there are a lot of also um, uh, private initiatives uh, from Afghan overseas uh, who are supporting um, their friends and families inside Afghanistan. The, the problem is to how to get the money inside Afghanistan and how to get the money outside Afghanistan. Yeah, that's what uh, Because the banking is not functioning. But people are smart. They 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 try to find ways. It is not easy for uh, for for small things. It is they will find possibilities. But um, as long as the, these um, sanctions on banking is in place, uh, it is very difficult to to solve to find a, uh, uh, to solve the problem. Um, uh, I give you one example. Now there, uh, uh, there are some some sanctions are lifted so that. Uh, money can be transferred to a bank in Afghanistan, which can be only used by uh, uh, humanitarian help. But at the same time, there is money in Afghanistan because people are uh, buying stuff and so on. And uh, we have import. Um, uh, and, and, but the, these people who have money inside Afghanistan, they can't get the money outside Afghanistan. For example, a trader of uh, beans who, who sold his beans to WFP for maybe $100,000. He needs to, now to import beans for $100,000 from outside, but he can't pay his, his, uh, his client <laughs> this money. And it is, um, how do you say it? It's, it's like the no chicken money. or the egg, we say. like what yeah, comes from, You need the like, money to pay to get the stuff to make the money, but you don't have the exactly. money. There's literally no place. currency, yeah. yeah. What about with you? How do you how did you prepare for this five, six month trip basically to Afghanistan? Do you just have cat? Did you just bring you just rolling in? Like because you can't use credit cards and Bitcoin. you can't 
right? <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah, your crypto. That's what we need to create a new crypto there. <laughs> no, I had a bit money in my account in Afghanistan, and I can withdraw a bit of money weekly. Um, ah, which I can capped, use, right? and then I, yeah. I I I will I bring also cash with me. Uh, uh, not very much uh, cash, if some, anyone's yeah, out there let's listening. Let's not advertise how much a cash he's walking around with. <laughs> a little bit, a little of cash. bit. <laughs> no, the the the, the trade in Afghanistan is now uh, in cash. Uh, people don't trust the banks. Nobody will give his money to the bank. Yeah, is it uh, foreign cash or like do you just use like? Dollars or euros? No, or something? But, or use local? no but, but we have foreign cash is exchange in the Afghani, and then Afghani will be used for the um, daily life. Shopping. And you said you feel you feel safe walking around daily life, everything. You don't feel in danger at all. So far, good. Yeah. So far, so good. It's the honeymoon period yeah. of the uh, yeah. new government. Well, I hope it is not. It, I hope it will be a long honeymoon. We hope so too. Yeah, My too. gosh! Well, thank you so much for doing this, Kaplan. If you have anything else, go ahead. Um, no, I think it's good. This is amazing. We lot, really yeah. appreciate your time and um, appreciate having so you do this. And if people can, we tell people to follow you on Twitter. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, go to. I don't know how public you want to be, but go to. Uh, I'm not very uh, active in Twitter, but uh, it's okay. Well, it's a way <laughs> to get good information on what's going yeah. on in Afghanistan. Yes. Kaplan and I follow you, and we, you, you post yeah. a lot of just If people want to get information about Afghanistan, they can follow me because I retweet all our news. Yes. <laughs> so go to Shafiq Gahari, uh, at Shafiq Gahari, S-H-A-F-I-C-G-A-W-H-A-R-I on Twitter. And um, you can check him out there. Thank you. Okay. Uh, stay okay. safe. If I get, yes. If I get 1,000 more followers, I will send you some dry fruit from Afghanistan. Dry fruit. fruit. I'll take yes. it. <laughs> Raisins are. Is, wait, we, is the, I'm going to ask you the national dish really lamb? Because they told me in my local Queens uh, Afghani restaurant that it was this lamb dish yeah, with carrots have, and raisins. Is that real? Palau. Just, palau. Yeah. Palau. What, oh, yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. I think. Yeah, the name Amazing. is <laughs> Very, All right, I'm going to donate money to the, their, their bill. I trust them now. They're, they're there you go. All right, that is it. Shafiq, thank you so much for doing the show. Welcome. Thanks um, for Kaplan, uh, what should we do? Me. Yes, thank you. This is, this is amazing. And I guess it's time for us to get lost. Get lost. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland 
today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 